Sunday Gravy. Welcome to Sunday Gravy. This is a podcast based on recent sermons of High Point Community Church, as well as anything else that just happens to be on our mind. If you would like to contact us, you'll find all of our information at highpointcommunitychurch.org or highpoint.community. And now on with the show. Welcome to Sunday Gravy. This is Blake, and I'm joined by Pastor Joey Hill. Hello, hello. And Miss Tiffany Wilson. Hey, hey. And uh, we are coming to you on Monday, April 17th. Did I get that date right? Yes. Last time I went yeah. all the way back to January. Yeah, yeah. So April 17th, 2023, in review of Sunday, April 16th here at High Point. And uh, how have you guys been so far this week, or last week, or the week before, or whenever? It's been good. How's your, how is your life in general? <laughs> <laughs> Pass. <Sorry>. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Pass. No, it's been it's been it's been crazy. Man, just a lot of like we were just talking about it before we started this. Just a lot of um funerals going on, you know? There is. I mean, it's just Sorry, I think, I have to, I, I, let me apologize up front. I have a cough, so if you hear me cough, I'm try, I'll try to mute my mic. As Blake <laughs> as Blake is on his way to a funeral. Yeah. 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 Um, but no, I was at one this morning, you know, and, um, we're praying we don't have any more this week. Cause there's, there's some, you know, a lot of prayer requests out there right now. So yeah. it's been crazy, crazy week. Yep. It has. We celebrated my son's 16th birthday yesterday. Well, yeah. oh, happy birthday, Mr. Bray. Happy yeah. Birthday. Yeah. Uh, do you know, so. I walked up to your family the other night and I said, I said, what did y'all do to Bray? And they were like, I know, right? Like, he's getting, you know, it's like, he just looks entirely different. Like, Bray oh, looks. because he cut his hair. Well, he cut his hair. He's just gotten, you know, he's gotten bigger. And he's just, and he just looks like, uh, he's got that resting face that's just like, I'm going to kill you and eat you for lunch. Like, he's just got, you <laughs> know what I'm saying? shaved his head, like, he yeah. immediately looked like a prisoner. Like He, he looked, looked like he could beat us up. That's what he looks like. He, uh, yeah, it was kind of disturbing. <laughs> Like how quickly he changed. And you live in the house with him. Just by shaving his head. Yeah. Yeah. Well, happy birthday, Bray. He's 16, right? 16. Wow. So when are y'all doing the... Oh, I, oh, no, he didn't have to do the test, does he? He did it at school. And that was the thing. Uh, we were. I was talking to some people about that yesterday here at church. Like, that should not be a thing. So now... Nowadays, <laughs> these <laughs> these guys can uh, these these uh, these youngins they can go through driver's ed at um, at school. If they go through the driver's ed, they actually take their driver's tests and such at school. Which okay, I'm great with that. I think maybe, but perhaps it should be like a mock test. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Not an actual test. I think having to go down to the DMV, stand in front of someone, be intimidated by them, and sweat is like a rite of passage. Like you should have to do that. I don't know. I don't I don't know I, that I agree with if well, it save, not, if it saves you half a day of sitting in the courthouse. Well, you know, well, selfishly for me, like I'm glad that he's able to do it the way right. that he, he yeah. has. Uh but because the way they're doing the test now, far different than they did back in the eighties when I took my test. <laughs> but I mean it, it you're right. It is crazy like Y'all went in there and chiseled it on a stone tablet, Flintstone style. Pretty much. <laughs> pretty much. And Ouch. it said it said, we'll contact you in ten years, you know, like literally yeah. it was like, we'll call you when we're ready. And you have to go sit. 
and just <laughs> wait till they call you. Yeah. On the phone. You know it's what crazy. I what I thought was crazy. I went up to the Blunt County Courthouse because we're Blunt County uh, a while back to renew my license, and I had to get a star ID, so I had to sit and wait for a little while. And it was shocking to me the number of people that came in with their kids and sat there and didn't have everything they needed. Yeah. And you have to found have, out later. Yeah, yeah. Well, and they were saying like you have to now have reports from the school on behavior and stuff before they'll let you take your test. I yes. That was yeah. That's bizarre. Yeah. Yeah, they but, come in and I, I hate going. That's one of my least, you know, no matter what it is you're doing at one of those offices, mm-hmm. you know, courthouse or annex or whatever, it's like you get up there and you got like 15 pieces of paper. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, well, I need your last six water bills. You know, I mean, it's <laughs> always something crazy. It's always you know? something. <laughs> is that, is it, and what does yeah. that have to do with me getting a tag from a vehicle? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like, you know. But yeah. See, I'm, I'm the over-preparer who showed up with more than I needed. Like, I was right, like, I am yeah. not leaving here without what I came for. <laughs> I know. It's like, I, I am too. I usually am. And that's why, it, but it seems like they just add things to the list. Mm-hmm. And it's like, uh, you know, I need your last three termite inspections. I'm trying to get a tag <laughs> for, a, for a boat. <laughs> I'm trying to get a yeah. boat tag. I need your termite inspection. Exactly. I need your termite inspection. What? I'm I'm getting a boat tag. That's what that's you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, that's what that's I need what I, feel that, like. I need your certificate of occupancy. You know? Yeah, <laughs> I know. It's that's like crazy. But you know, we were talking about that. Like, that's what's that's really something we're gonna be missing in our society as we move forward, or our kids having the same experiences that we had. Like, you know, so like if you're in your, you know, I mean 30s, 40s, 50s, at this point, you know, you have experiences with your driver's test that your kids are probably not ever going to have. They right. they get to skip it because they get the golden ticket, you know, in driver's ed from, you know, the person that probably is that position is not occupied by the smartest and brightest out there. So I'm not quite sure that we would, you know, do well by letting our kids skirt the driver's test in order to, you know, save us some time at the courthouse. And uh, and so, so... So confession. Yeah. I took mine at school. Oh, my, oh my word. <laughs> have you had, any, have you had our, Rex tickets? Um, a couple of speeding tickets yeah. when I first started driving, yeah. but no Rex to speak of. I, yeah. had, I had a lady hit the side of my car in a parking lot. She was an older lady. She couldn't see. I still remember but, how uh, scared I was when yeah. I took my driver's test. Yeah. How nervous Isn't I was. Isn't that a rite of passage? And it is. And I remember how the guy spoke to me that was like the the examiner. Because, okay, so I had to go inside, sign up, get on the schedule, pay a fee, yep. go ahead and pay a fee, yep. and then come back at a certain time and then stand there and wait on the curb while other people were taking their test or whatever. And he comes back and he gets out of the car and he's like, Wingo. And I walk up and he's got his clipboard and he's like, he's like, let me see your permit. And I, and I like flip my wallet open to like show him my permit or Uh whatever. And literally now they, they would never speak to somebody this way today. Okay. Right. Yeah. But when I flipped that open, he looks at me and he says, come on, you idiot. You got to take it out of the wallet and give it to me. What? what? He called you an idiot. He said, come on, you idiot. You got to take it out of the wallet. Oh no. I was like. Okay. Yes, sir. And I took it out and handed it to him. It's like you're correct. So. <laughs> wow. Wow. Kids, a wallet is something that's not an app on your phone. You actually yeah. put it in your pocket. Old pieces of paper. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Well, that's sixteen is an exciting time, man. Mm-hmm. Can't 
But you're so excited to add that to your uh, car, car insurance. So. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> You've got one too, though, right? Just turned or is about to. I do. Oh, he, he, he's he 16. Started. He's yeah. he's already 16. But And we were talking the other day. He was like, so, Dad, did you pass your test? Because he's going to have to take the test because he, yeah, the, it didn't work out with the driver's yeah. ed thing. And uh, and so he's he's like, Dad, how'd you do on your test? I said, well, I failed the first one. <laughs> and when I told him that, you would have thought that I just told him, you know, that I had cheated on his mom or something. Like, he was like, what? You you failed your first driver's? I was like, yeah, so did most everybody, you know? Like, it was, it wouldn't, it wasn't like, I don't know. What was the problem? You couldn't master that three-point turn? No, I had that. The issue was, was, I had come to a stop at a stop sign and the, the paint on the road had been faded and I couldn't really tell where I was and, she said that half of my car was, if there had been a line, I would have been over the line. Oh, yeah. And oh, I was like, nice. and, I, I, and I went, oh, okay, I, I agreed in the moment. But later on, I started going, wait a minute. <laughs> I feel like I got gypped there. She's just making stuff up She's at this point. She's making stuff up. It's not my fault they ain't painted, you know. <laughs> anyway, well, oh, happy birthday, Bray. Yeah. Most definitely. Yeah. All right. I got something uh, kind of fun for you guys. Say I think you're going to like this. And it's so funny because right before we started, you said something about Arnold Schwarzenegger. What were you saying? I was talking about how 60 Minutes did a whole thing last night on how AI is going to change our lives. Oh, that's right. And mm-hmm. you, were, you were saying something. You were basically making, referencing Terminator, I guess. I was because... Because now there's some, there's a lot of stuff out there AI's doing that is a huge no-no, and it's getting people in trouble. Yeah. <clears throat> All right. So this is a, this is an interesting story with a uh, with a little bit of a twist. Mm-hmm. Uh, fed up by L.A. pothole, Arnold Schwarzenegger feels it himself. <laughs> nice. Can he come hang out in my neighborhood for a day? <laughs> yeah. Fed up by an enormous pothole in his Los Angeles neighborhood, Arnold Schwarzenegger picked up a shovel and filled it himself. Filled it with? The actor and former governor tweeted a video Tuesday of himself and a helper using packaged uh, asphalt, basically like the repair asphalt like we've used here before. Yeah, yeah. To repair the road in his neighborhood. Uh, this is... <laughs> This is a AKA the former governor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. You would yeah. think you already know somebody in there to call, right? You would think. Yeah, he says uh to the, the he says our whole neighborhood, this is a quote from him, our whole neighborhood's been upset about this giant pothole. It's, it's, you it's ain't hard. talking like him, you need to be talking like him. I have a funny story. We tested it out. We no, don't know. No, I have we a funny story about it. um uh, the, do you remember Wendy's had the Baconator? Oh, yeah. For whatever have you ever involuntarily done an accent before? I did that one time when I was going through drive through ordering a Baconator. <laughs> <laughs> I said, I'll have the Baconator. The like, Baconator. <laughs> I, I wish I could read this as as Arnold. He was like, mm. the whole neighborhood is upset about this. <laughs> no, no, that sounded more Jamaican, didn't it? Uh, yeah. yeah, absolutely. I can do Arnold. You got you to do Arnold. You you got you got a uh, everybody get in the chopper. <laughs> that was good. That I like that. Get that was down. Good. Get down again. <laughs> 
Yeah. <laughs> Stupid pothole. Stupid. You got to be a little bit angry. You do. It's, it's already messed up. I immediately go Jamaican, though. You I don't do, know why. You do. It's like I'm Arnold, and then I'm like, yeah, man. <laughs> but he's already messed up. Yeah. He said it's already messed up two cars and a bicycle. Well, that's it. Ouch. And he says, so me and my team, we fixed it. Me and my team. Uh, anyway. Uh, oh, let's see. Oh, my goodness. He, yeah, he says, I, I always say, let's not complain. Let's get out here and do something about it. So here we go. <laughs> I wish I could do it as Arnold. I'm sorry, I can't. Um, I, I like it. I yeah. like him getting out there doing something. Mm-hmm. Okay. Funny story. So I came home one day at like 8 o'clock in the morning after dropping my kids off. And my neighbor <laughs> from across the street, he's an older guy, lives by himself. He's standing by my mailbox with a shovel. And I was like, what is he doing? I, I wasn't sure what to do, so I pulled on up in the driveway in my garage, and I was like, I'm going to go see what he's doing. So I put some trash in the back of my car and drive back down. I put it in the trash can. I was like, hey, how's it going? At this point, he's gone back to his side of the road because he lives across the road from us. Mm. Turns out he didn't like the water sitting in the road when it rained, and so he was digging a, a trench in my yard down into the ditch. What? I was like, <laughs> like, is it like... Men, when they get older, they just need something to do. <laughs> Is that Maybe. where Arnold's at? Is that Maybe. where he's at? Okay. Maybe. Are you ready? Maybe. I haven't even finished the story. Oh, uh, boy. There's uh, more to it. It's better. Are you ready? Yes. It wasn't a pothole. Oh, no. It was <laughs> It was an intentional ditch that had been dug by the lo- local sewer authority to repair a sewer drain. <laughs> okay, but how long did they live it there? Before they oh, repaired the train. My goodness. Uh the ditch had been the ditch had been dug about four days prior in order to repair sewer drain. They were oh waiting on it. They were waiting on a part to come in. But what's crazy Well that changes the whole story. It changes everything. <laughs> because what's crazy is I can look at the picture and tell that that's what happened. That it's an intentional hole. That it's an intentional hole. Look at the picture. Okay, but why did they dig the yeah, hole before that they is got not the a part? Hole. It's like clean cut. Yes. It's a clean cut trench. And I'm pretty sure there's probably some spray paint right there somewhere. It's a clean cut trench across the road. But why dig the hole before you have the part? I, they probably uncovered and realized that they needed a part that they didn't have, which they should have had on hand. But anyway, that aside. <laughs> okay, time out. The governor was so not waiting they on. Had to re, they had so, to redig the hole to fix the. Yeah. <laughs> so, so that just knocked. Arnold, or however you say it. Was that your Arnold Schwarzenegger? That was my Arnold. That's, that's that way was, worse than my Jamaican Arnold. Arnold. I can't, say, I can't do it. I have no... So the damage two cars and one bicycle. <laughs> you got to fill it up. My favorite role of his is from Kindergarten Cop when when he has a headache and one of the kids is like, maybe it's a tumor. It's not a tumor. It's not a tumor. It's not a tumor. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so uh, yeah, so it's knocked Arnold off the uh, the uh, person of the year award for me because because now now <laughs> that just makes that, you look like an idiot. No 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 no. no. <laughs> Let me tell you what that what that was. That is Arnold not just being impatient. That's Arnold going. This is a this is a promo shot yeah, it's a publicity it's stunt. a publicity oh, yeah. stunt well the fact Absolutely. that he videoed it and put it on twitter makes it a publicity stunt exactly any, anyway right. 
Exactly. It's, it's like, just get out there and fill the pothole or whatever. <laughs> Take a picture of me. That's my own. That's awful. Take, it's like you said sound 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 angry. Take a picture of me. Take a picture of me. You sound like the cookie monster. Cookie monsters. Cookie. That's that that's awful. <laughs> Yeah. Hey, impressions are not my... Now, I can do Elmo, but I'm not going to do it. Can you? I can do Elmo like a boss. Uh, <laughs> like a boss. Go ahead. Are y'all serious? I used to could do y'all it. Y'all going to put this you out there <laughs> for the entire world to hear? You put it I think out I there. Could do, all right, I think, I think... Go ahead, do Elmo. I think I can do it better. I think I could do it better. Are you serious? <laughs> go ahead. Oh, my gosh. What are you, you going to say? Okay, right, let me see if I can... Do, I mean, I haven't even practiced this, man. <laughs> me neither. Me neither. Okay, go. All right, here we go. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> He's Elmo. Elmo <laughs> 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 loves you. Wait, hold on. What does he say? Elmo <laughs> loves you. Is that what he said? Yeah, he does. Elmo <laughs> loves you. Elmo loves you. Elmo loves you. That's me. You do the rest of the podcast. Oh, no, you. Elmo. You smell like Gollum. Oh, wait, Gollum. You went. I be Elmo number one. You be Elmo number two. I be Elmo too. My precious. Oh, we got to stop this. We're gonna have to re- <laughs> we have to erase this entire episode. <laughs> <laughs> this is a uh, oh I can do one more I can do one more what Yogi Bear. Oh, All right, you go. I think I can do better. Can you do it? <laughs> okay. Go ahead. All right. Hey boo boo, I'm smarter than the average bear. Hey boo boo, wanna go get some picnic baskets? <laughs> Sound like a Jamaican. Oh, no. <laughs> Jamaican it's because I got a cough, man. Hey, boo boo. I, uh, I, I can do all of them from the cartoon song, right? Kermit the Frog. Wait, I, uh, hold well, on. That's, that's good. I could, I could do Kermit. Kermit. Uh, and then Rocky and Bowwinkle. Oh. You know, he does the, uh, well, never mind. I'm, I quit. Yeah. <laughs> We'll keep going. We got to quit. Doing bad Tiffany Im- can't take it. She's bad over impression. here dying. She can't even talk. Yeah. <laughs> There's 30 minutes of Blake and Joey doing bad impressions. <laughs> oh, that's so good. Oh, my gosh. Woo. Yeah. Man. Good old Arnold. Yeah. Good old Arnold. Well, By the way, you would think a dude living in America and even being a governor of a state at some point... His rich accent would like start to sound more no. like it it's, it's it's like it's gotten worse, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, I know. It's like he just he yeah. just grumbles. <laughs> it really does, man. That's what it sounds like. But like to the, I mean, like like when one time, you know, I grew up here, but when I was in elementary school, we had to move out to Houston, Texas. I lived in Houston. Well, they have very much of a Yankee accent out there. And when I moved out there, everybody in school wanted me to talk because they're like, man, he's got that Southern drawl. Mm. He sounds like he's country and everything. So 
I mean, literally, if it came time to read in class, everybody's like, let Joey do it. You know, it's so I'm over there going, you know, and he said. <laughs> like that. But though what's crazy is then I finally picked up the Yankee accent and I'm out there going pool and school, right? Yeah. You know, and all that kind of stuff. And then I moved back to Alabama and everybody's like, let Joey read. And I'm over there going, hi, guys, it's school. It's, we're going to the pool. You know, this is weird. But I just, you would think that somebody's accent would like, you know, be less rich like that. Yeah. It would be a little bit more native tongue, but I don't know. Yeah. When you, you know what? When you have an accent that sticks out like that, it's impossible, impossible to be invisible. Invisible. <laughs> you, How's that oh, for a that transition? Was good. That was good. <laughs> Finally, we get one that's actually worth something. No, I, that's what, I made my transition so cheesy it was bad. So yeah, that, I know. That's you true. know what we need? We need like an audio montage of Blake's transitions. Oh, wow. <laughs> and now and now we talk about the sermon. Speaking of broccoli pizza, mm-hmm. let's talk about the sermon. <laughs> I'm not sure what we'll title this Speaking. episode right now, but as of right now, the leader in the clubhouse for the title of this episode is Tickle Me Arnold. <laughs> Absolutely. Am I right? Tickle me, Arnold. That is wrong on so many levels. Yeah, Yeah, I know. know. Oh, my goodness. So, speaking of Tickle Me, Arnold, part three of the Invisible series. (laughs) Said it again. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Uh, uh, By the way, let me just say. I really enjoyed the message yesterday. Oh, wow. I thought it was fantastic. You said that, you yeah. said that with some No, I really did. I thought it was good. I thought it was good. Um, you know, because, um, <clears throat> like, sometimes I know, I don't know if y'all know this, but sometimes Joey gets a little creative. <laughs> <laughs> a little? <laughs> you mean I have a little bit of a <laughs> licensing thing going no, no, on no. there? No, no, no. I'm just saying... Um, Joey's also very gifted at exposition, and uh, so, sometimes, sometimes mm-hmm. he, uh, he get. I think he wages back and forth that that world of like his his mind is running a million million miles an hour in this direction. Man, I could create this picture and this, and but he's really gifted at exposition. And I thought the sermon yesterday was the best example of both worlds running side by side mm. with you. I felt like you yeah. were you were uh you were explaining something that was very uh, philosophical in nature, but also doing a really good job of expositing the scripture that was in front of you. So mm. hats off. I thought that was awesome. Yeah. But uh you started yesterday with the premise of the series, which is basically, you know, how it's easy how easy it is for people to think that they're hiding from God, right? Mm-hmm. Um got into the scripture. I didn't I don't have the scripture in front of me. Uh, but it was First Corinthians three, yeah, mm-hmm. uh, ten through fifteen. Yeah, you want me to read it? If you want to, why don't? Well, let's just do it like the sermon. I mean, it was three points. Okay, and so the po- first, yeah, you want me to just do the points? Yeah, the first point was the the infrastructure of the church, mm-hmm. and that was based on verses ten and eleven. Okay, by the grace God has given me, I laid a foundation as a wise builder. And someone else is building on it, but each one should build with care, for no one can lay any foundation other than the one already laid, which is Jesus Christ. Right. And you were using that as a, you know, like to talk about the point of the infrastructure of the church, essentially the things that aren't easily visible or visible at all, right? Yeah. 
and uh, the illustration that you used to kind of tie that in, talking about the foundation, was mm-hmm. the uh, the boat. And I like yeah. that, um, you know, what keeps the boat from tipping over. Which, by the way. Did you get it right? I knew. I you was knew? right. You were on it. I was on it. Okay. Um, <laughs> you said. <laughs> I, I wasn't allowed to guess because I was looking at the slides. Okay, well, here's the thing. <laughs> here's the thing. I wasn't looking at the screen either. Let's I was, go. I was sitting backstage listening taking notes oh yeah 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 because i I got preoccupied with uh kind of handling a bunch of different tasks and then by the time it was you were into the intro of the sermon by the time i was able to cut loose to come listen and then i didn't want to be a distraction and walk down you know Mm -hmm. and that's why i was either okay i'm gonna come in the back and sneak in the back and sit and then when i opened the door there's like there's nowhere to sit in the back (laughs) and so then i was like okay so i just circled back around and sit backstage and listen the whole time <coughs> sorry i had cough um but uh yeah so i wasn't looking at any any of the slides but i knew the uh i knew the name keel i knew mm. what that was yeah so when you said what keeps the boat from tipping over i was like it's the keel everybody it's the knows, keel. Everybody, knows. Everybody, <laughs> everybody know that man i would say um, i mean it was a multiple choice question with four options mm-hmm. four answers and i would say the the crowd was divided up about four ways yeah Really? In yeah. Both services. Yeah, in both services. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. a lot of a lot of them that got it wrong were like, "Man, you just made those other answers sound <laughs> like they were legit." So they would. Yeah. You know, especially talking about inertia and water displacement and stuff like that. So. Yeah, but you know, as long as the keel, the spine of the boat, essentially is below the water line, then that's what keeps the boat from tipping over because that's the heaviest point. Yeah. In the boat, but it's um, you know, and you're your illustration was to say that the church capital C and local, right? Mm -hmm. Both it has a, the church has a keel, which is a, uh, it has a foundation and that foundation being Jesus Christ. Um, and, uh, let's see the next note I have, I'm trying to remember how I got from, from there to here. You can maybe could fill in the gaps. I'm not sure, but as I said, a church has a keel and it has a foundation, which is Jesus Christ. And then I said, Paul made it clear to the church in Corinth, that what you do in the church matters. Well, how did I get from there to there? I'm trying to remember. Well, I think <clears throat> I think what um, you know ultimately when you think of the church, you know you you've got to think of it as in like okay, everything that's happening is is happening on this foundation of Christ. So He is that keel that runs through everything. And so since we were talking about ships and boats and things of that nature. I just wanted to point out the fact that, fell, you know, like every element of the church, like, you know, community, growing in your faith, you know, you know, worshiping and all that stuff, all of those things, uh, even like the word fellowship actually means two men in a boat. And so I wanted the church to know that, <clears throat> you know, despite what goes on above the waterline, um, what's below the waterline where is the foundation and it's the invisible part of the church. We can't see it, but we know it's there. And for that reason, that particular keel runs through everything we do. So whether we are doing fellowship or discipleship mm-hmm. or were ship, so it's right. we're all in this thing together, that we're all standing on the same foundation. You right. know, I think a lot of times the church the church gets those things separate and approaches them separately, but in the end, 
um, where it's all built on the same foundation. And so that kind of led to talking about what's above water and what's below water. Yeah. The next note I have was, uh, it's still kind of along that same lines. The foundation is something that God lays that never changes being the gospel of, Mm -hmm. you know, Paul was saying that what, what goes on above the, uh, Paul is basically pointing out to them, hey, some of the stuff you've got going on above the water doesn't match what's below the water. It doesn't match yeah. the foundation. Yeah. Basically, you're using the infrastructure incorrectly yes. to build on. Yes. So, um, so what you're doing matters. Yeah. So no even matter. Even though it doesn't impact what's below. Right. That's mm-hmm. that was my next note. No matter what happens above the waterline, what's below the waterline won't won't change. Yeah. Um. Uh, there was this this thing you said. I liked you said the stuff you see is what you judge a church on. The stuff mm-hmm. you don't see is what really grounds us. Yeah, I like yeah. that. Yeah, and and you talked about the Bible underneath the stage. I felt like that was a great that was a great tie-in to that line mm-hmm. right there. You know, mm-hmm. talking about where you stand on Sunday mornings. We you know put a Bible there underneath all that when we yeah. built the church and. Well, because I mean, you could you could criticize me or criticize anybody that stands on that stage, right? But the one thing you don't see is the Word of God that is yeah. placed underneath that stage to remind us that when you're in that pulpit, you're standing on the Word of God. That's all we preach. That's all we can preach. That's all we know to preach. Yeah. So, um, so that kind of led it. That kind of you know pretty close to the end of wrapping that part of the infrastructure you got to the second one which was the industry of the church that was verses 12 and 13 if i'm right yeah yeah 12 and 13 so um uh in in 12 he said if anyone builds on this foundation using gold silver costly stones wood hay or straw their work will be shown for what it is because the capital d day will bring it to light right so the the idea there was, and it made perfect sense. You know, you don't you don't lay a foundation unless you intend to build on it. Mm-hmm. And God's the same way. And so Paul was at this point talking about things that are above the waterline. Mm-hmm. Um, and so um, he wanted them to to know that the materials they use and what they're building, the industry that right. they're in, because that's what industry means, just the work of the people. Um, that that particular industry. Um, what, whatever you're in, it matters. Right. You know, like yeah. the old saying, if you're going to climb the corporate <laughs> ladder, you better make sure your ladder's leaning against the right building, you know? And so it matters where you're, you know, where you're climbing. And that's the word we use here for discipleship. So, right. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you pointed out this, uh, it was important, you know, what materials you're using to build when you're building above the waterline. Um, a couple of lines you said, you said, um, you know, for that reason, like we, we celebrate what we can see. In other words, like when we when we see the right materials or what I guess is kind of what you're alluding to, but we trust what we can't because part of this industry is things that you can't see and part of them that you can't see, right? And so, yeah, yeah. There's a work of the Spirit there that only the Spirit brings people alive in Christ. So, And we can't see that. Like right. we can't see the work of the Spirit, but we can see because all that's below waterline kind of stuff. Uh-huh. But we can see the effects of that, the industry that comes out of that. Right. A quote that came to mind that we've used quite a few times around here, you didn't say it as part of the message in this part, but we've used it a handful of times that, that it made me think about is we'll say things like, and so we work like it depends on us, but we pray like it depends on God because yes. because it does. Yeah. And so that's kind of like, that's kind of a marriage of those two ideas. Right, you know what exactly. I mean? Um, 
but Paul in that passage, he's warning that, you know, some people are building with the wrong materials, essentially. Yeah. Um, you, and you made the statement that so you can be standing on the right foundation, but building the wrong things. Yeah. Yeah. You can, you could be involved in the wrong industry. Like, um, basically, um, cause this whole entire chapter is written towards the church, the church and its leaders. So it's, this is directed towards believers and, and all of these warnings in here from Paul are directed to someone who, whose life is built on the foundation of Christ. And, and so basically in summary, what that means is, is even as a Christian, you can waste your life. Mm -hmm. Like you can literally, literally be building with the wrong things. You can come to church for years, never miss a Sunday, never miss a Bible study, never miss an opportunity to put money in the plate. However, um, you might still be far from what God called you to be. Yeah. And then that, that kind of led to the final point of that section is a final point of that section. When you said, you know, we could find out we've been building with the wrong things and it would be too late. Yeah, which, which that's the downfall right. of this whole thing. Like we, mm -hmm. we, I can't, you can't come to me and say, Hey, Joey, am I building? I mean, I'm, a, I know I'm in Christ. I know I'm standing on solid on the firm foundation, the rock of ages <laughs> that was cleft from, you know, all that. But Joey, am I building the right thing? I don't know. Yeah. Like I can't look at you and tell you whether or not you're building with gold, silver, or precious stones, or if you're building with wood, hay, and straw. I, mm -hmm. I don't know. Um, I just know that, you know, the capital D day, you know, the big bad wolf, if you will, that day yeah. the wind's going to blow, the fire's going to burn, and whatever doesn't make it through the fire is going to be a significant loss for that believer. Yeah. Yeah. The, uh, which led to the third point, which was the inspection, obviously. Yeah. Um, you know, being, and the point being that no one, you know, like you're saying, it's not in your, skill set it's not in your ability to be able to judge in that way and to right. be able to know and and it, it's in no one's ability to be able to do that no one has to be able to do that no no one can do that no one has to be able to do that because of the expect you the way you said it which i liked was the inspection the inspection is coming and it's very thorough yeah uh obviously referring to judgment day you know? yeah so um, yeah that was uh verse 14 last part of 13 and 14 and 15 it will be revealed with fire and the fire will test the quality of each person's work if what has been built survives the builder will receive a reward if it is burned up the builder will suffer loss but yet will be saved even though only as one escaping through the flames yeah and the, and this is a this is a hard topic y'all because because we you know when we're when we're preaching the gospel we want to make it very clear that you know um, this is not something you can work for. This is not performance-based. This is not, you know. Um, <laughs> however, once you are in Christ, your salvation is not based on who you are. It's based on what Christ did kind of thing. Um, in the same way, as a believer now, you're being told here in the Scripture, it matters yeah. what your hands yeah. are doing. It matters what you're doing with this salvation. And, and so that's kind of, it's kind of, easy for somebody's mind to get caught up and become that's why i said hey we could sit around and talk theologically about this all day long but you can put a whole slew of biblical scholars in the room and they're always going to look all of them are going to agree yep we will be tested yeah our work will be tested that that scripture is extremely mm -hmm. clear yeah. yeah i like the um 
I like that you made the point though. You said, you know, it's not, a, it's not the amount of work mm-hmm. that you do. And because the script, mm-hmm. it doesn't refer to that Mm-mm. because a lot of times in church, a lot of, you know, people are really just, um, you know, consumed with staying busy yeah. essentially. And I, and, and I know this could be, you could take this and distort it. I realize that, you know what I mean? Cause it is good in some sense for mm-hmm. us to be, you know, I mean, yes, for us to be busy, to be active, but not busy for busy sake. Yeah. You know what I mean? So. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think what this particular topic does is it, it reminds us to be keep an eternal perspective, you know, because it's so easy to get caught up in life here and mm-hmm. think it's all about here, and we forget that eternity matters. It really does. And there are eternal matters that are happening now. And uh, and so so, you know, it's... It's one of those things where, you know, and I and I also took another angle on this as well because it's one of the things that that I think right now there just seems to be this constant barrage of, you know, the world trying to to give the church a knockout punch, you know, just really trying to take it take it shots at us and and what's so good about the judgment day is this is you don't have to judge the church. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Every single thing we do will one day come under the great inspection of God's fire. Right. Like you, you don't have to worry about quality control on our part. Okay. Yeah. You don't have to be the sheriff in town. You don't have to be our judge. We've already got that. We've already got that. So what, what really needs to happen is, is we just need to look at ourselves, you know, because one day we'll be standing before God and, and the church is not going to be your excuse for what you're facing. You know, mm-hmm. what the church did or did not do. The yeah. church will answer for itself, you know? Yeah. So. I felt like the one of the, I mean, you made several really strong statements throughout the message. You you read Second Corinthians 5.10, um, mm-hmm. you know, still kind of on the judgment thing. But mm-hmm. then kind of one of your closing statements was, and this, this was strong because it was, um, this is something that I think everybody I say everybody, but most people, believers, inherently know this to be true, what what you said and what I'm about to say. But at the same time, it's very sobering to hear, and we need to be reminded of it, is that Judgment Day is not God finding out who you are, but you finding out what you've really been. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. It's, it's like an introspective thing. Yeah, And to think on that is like, I think that's helpful. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, like I said, just the introspect of it is to be able to stop and say, okay, what is it that I'm building? And that that's kind of what you closed with, you know, yeah. so what are you building here? That's what yeah. I'm, that's what you're proposing. So, yeah. What kind of work are you involved in when it's inspected before the judgment seat of Christ, when the fire exposes our true nature, mm-hmm. will your work be burned and vanish in eternity? Or will it be celebrated as gold and silver and precious stones that were used to build the glorious temple because that's all those mm-hmm. elements, the gold, silver, precious stones. And a lot of people get that mixed up. They think it's talking about diamonds and jewels. It's not. Mm-hmm. It's actually talking about marble. It's talking about, you know, and there's a, there's a lot of, there's a lot there too um, because precious stones, um, all of this represents the wisdom of God and then wood, hay, and straw represents the wisdom of man. But if you kind of take the, the wood, hay, and straw and sandwich it between precious stones, you know, marble and, and, and solid rock and that kind of thing, then, then it really does take 
you take God's wisdom and man's wisdom, you put it together. It's, it's a powerful thing. Yeah. And so, so ultimately, that's kind of that's kind of where we ended it with. You know, our bodies are are a temple for the glory of God, and so you know that's what we want to be presenting to Christ at the end is this body that lived to glorify Him and nothing else with every fiber of our being. So yeah. So that the, was. Yeah, was the infrastructure is sound. Mm-hmm. The industry is solid, and the inspection will be thorough. That was good. I I liked how the you could constantly kind of go back and forth, like throughout the message. Um, I mean, you alluded to this. You you told everybody, you know, at one point you kind of stopped and said, "Hopefully, you realize I'm bouncing back and forth between like." high point as a local expression of the church, but also cap, you know, capital C church mm-hmm. when I say the church. Yeah. And, and I felt like that I was going there with you. I was kind of bouncing back and forth on that with mm-hmm. you, uh, yeah. and seeing how it applied. And I was glad that you stopped and made that clarification just so that people could, so that everybody could track like that. So mm-hmm. I, felt, I felt like that was yeah. really helpful. So yeah. Two thumbs up. Yeah. Cool. Cause I only got two, but there they are. Excellent. <laughs> so, I'll take them. Uh, <laughs> thought that was good. So what else from yesterday? Anything? Yesterday. Sunday. It was a Sunday. Yeah, that was Sunday. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think I think at the end it was a challenge, you know, to take those next steps. Yeah, and I encourage anybody, whatever who you know, whatever stage of your spiritual life you find yourself in, whatever church you go to, whatever, I encourage you, whatever that next step is, take it because it matters. And what's going on above the waterline matters. You you can't just go, yeah, I've got my foundation in Christ, and you just kick back in your chair and chill like this is this is some serious uh, eternal stuff that's at you know weighing in the balance here and uh and you know and 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 and, you know like if you're a member and all you do is attend church on sunday maybe it's time to get involved in a bible study (laughs) maybe it's time to find a small group maybe it's it you know you keep hearing all these advertisements about women's ministry well you know what they had a great bible study um in the family activity center last night Man, all those women should have been there, you know, like same way with men's ministry and um maybe you know, it's time to go through Jumpstart. Jumpstart, yeah. which whoa, is coming whoa, up. Whoa. Yeah. Yes. So, Absolutely. Yeah. It's, it's time to take another jumpstart for us is our new members class. So like whatever church you go to, hey, be, you know, think seriously, it's time. It literally is time to find a home church, you know? Like get locked in. There are too many churches that the house is full, but the church is homeless. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. like people aren't making that church their home. It's just something that they're, you know, passing through. And and so there's so many places to get involved, so many places to volunteer. Mm-hmm. And I'm just saying it's just time to get to work building God's kingdom in our area. And uh, and then I use that to also just talk about our serve day coming up on April 29th. Mm-hmm. I want to just remind everybody, you do need to sign up if you want to be a part of that because it you can tell us like what area projects you're interested in and then because we got to sign projects and assign people to those projects so make sure that you get uh signed signed up for that how they sign up in our app so we actually have an events and announcement section in the app if you go in there there's links to click on sign up for serve day we've got beach camp in there we've got kid points cornerstone camp in there all kinds of stuff to get signed up for yeah so you can do it on our app or if you just hate apps and you want to go to our website, <laughs> and you know, you can go to highpointcommunitychurch.org or highpoint.community and just go. Um, you'll see all of that there. You'll see the serve button. Click on that Speaking and of get our, locked in. Speaking of our website, 
Mm-hmm. We're launching a new one this week. This week? And it is sweet. Yes. Really? This week. I didn't know that. That's not, awesome. Not today. Dun, dun, dun. Not today. Okay. But okay. before the end of the week, it will be out. Yeah. That's cool. Hey, by the way, uh, uh, her son came up to me Sunday. Uh-huh. And because I did something in the message, and I don't know if you picked up on it, but her son picked up on it. I put something in there that was like, I didn't say anything about it. I didn't mm-hmm. point it out because I wanted to see if anybody would notice. And you're, how, what grade Sixth is he one. in? Sixth. Sixth grader come up yeah. to me, and he was the only one. He what? was the, the only, only one that came up to me and said, wow. "Hey, did you, Mister Mister Joy?" He calls him Mister Joy. Yeah. He said, "Hey, Mister Joy, do do you do you know what each of your three points did?" And I went, "What?" And he he went, "Well, they all started with I, but they all all had the word in mm-hmm. in it." And Which I went, "Nice job, young man." Because you know our whole thing whole for year. this whole year is in. Are you in? Mm-hmm. It's a journey to be in, mm-hmm. like be all in. And so every one of those words, infrastructure, industry, and inspection, they all had the word in in it. And so hats off smart to him. Kid. Yeah, very him. smart kid. Cool. Um, so, yeah, a lot coming up, though. Like you, like you said, we've got Serve Day. We've got um, another jump start starts on May the 7th. So if you're interested in... Uh, going through membership class here at High Point, uh, learning more about the church. Uh, you can sign up on the website um, for Jumpstart class starting on May 7th. Um, what else? There's a, We've I'm, actually got a women. You mentioned the women's ministry. We've got a women's event this Thursday night at the church, hmm. um, 630. I think mm-hmm. that's right. Yeah. Bracelet making. That's new. I haven't done that one before. No. Yeah, my wife was practicing last night. She's got all the supplies. <laughs> I think she's going to be teaching that or something oh, nice. but we have a I, I will say that they're they're i saw the bracelet she made and it lo- looks like something you would go buy cool it nice. really does look like something you go buy That'll so you might want to be involved in um that. there's a lot coming up I, I mean like tiffany mentioned we got a lot of camps coming up so we've been a lot of uh beach camp registrations are rolling yeah. in for students mm-hmm. students are doing a fundraiser for their beach camp yeah. it's going to be a spaghetti dinner it's mm-hmm. going to be or a lunch spaghetti lunch offered after church, they did finally finalize that date. That will be on May seventh, uh, right after church that day. So, mm-hmm. um, go ahead and pencil that in on your calendars. You can help help out the student ministry there by yeah. purchasing lunch here at the mm-hmm. church. The good thing now that we have the FAC is you can you can purchase and sit down right there and eat if you want to, and yeah. just eat here, or you can they can pack it up for you to take with you. Either one. So that's it. That's awesome. Anything else? I think that's it. That's it. So, tickle me, Arnold. Tickle that- me, Arnold. <laughs> yeah. So, do you want to you want to sign off yeah. as Elmo, and I'll sign off oh, as Arnold? No. I was just about to say that. <laughs> Were you? Yeah, Arnold. You go first. <laughs> you go first. I don't know. Is, how do you how do you angrily sign off? I don't know how to do that. Let's see. Uh, <laughs> we pray that this episode doesn't give you a tumor. Like that. <laughs> it's not a tumor. <laughs> Is. I don't you know what to set say. Me up I, can't, that, I, I can't I can't do it. I okay. can't do it. All right. Well, that'll be the title, I guess. Yeah, that'll be the title. Okay. All right. Well. Tickle me Elmo. <laughs> <laughs> yep. We're done.
Alexandi Grevy.